It may be the great discussion of our time. One of the great discussions of all time in free human history is uh, when to reopen your economy or take back control of your business versus the government telling you it should stay shut. It really might be one of the biggest decisions that's ever been made by a society. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's overstating at all. To to put it a little you know, more, I don't know, carefully, to what extent to open and when? And quit acting like it's yes or no. It's 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 time for another step, then another step, and another step. Would you rather be a little too early or a little too late? Depends. Virus wise. Oh my gosh, that's an interesting question. Uh, this whole, this... little I, well, it, see, that's the thing. It's complicated. If you are quote unquote a little too early, but you recognize the risks and mitigate them, then get it on. If you're if you're dumb about it. Then, you know, it's a different question. But who's who's? There aren't many people being dumb about it. I don't think somebody sent me. Um, a friend of mine sent me a, a page from the CDC's own website about the 1967 pandemic that killed a hundred thousand people in America. Mm. I was not even aware that that had happened. Sixty-seven. Huh. I think it's sixty-seven. Yeah. Okay. I was not even aware that it happened. We didn't close down the world. I don't quite understand the difference. Part of it, and there are some really good books written about this, is we have become so worshipful of safety and and caution, partly because we can afford to in these days. We just weigh things very differently. Part of it's the decline of religion, because people don't think, I'm going to live the best life I can, I'm going to live a godly life, and I'm going to get my reward in heaven. They're like, oh, no, 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 I'm staying alive as long as I possibly can, because this is all I got. So we yeah. prize safety. Yeah, the H3N2 virus in 1968 was uh, one of your top flus we've ever had. Uh Killed over 100,000 people in the United States. You don't even know we had one that year. I didn't. Okay. The Hong Kong flu. So, again, this will be debated for a long time, whether or not we need to shut down the economy and and, and throw everything into craziness the way we did. Anyway, I wasn't planning on talking about that. I wanted to talk about Joe Biden, just because Bill Maher weighed in on that on Friday, and I I want to to hear what he had to say. I came across this yesterday. Hillary Clinton is appearing at a Joe Biden Zoom fundraiser this week. Why is she still in the mix to the extent that she is? Uh, how does a, she's no a name? Idea. Well, you're on that side of the, the, the you follow those politics. How do you take the least popular candidate your party has ever had? What? And have them in the mix at all? Yeah, she won the popular vote. I guess that's it. That might be the argument. Just throwing at the statistics. But I even amongst the circles that I follow, I don't see people singing her praises or saying Thank goodness she finally weighed in on this. Wait a second. My retort to your retort please is bring it. she won the popular vote against the overall least popular candidate for yes. president yes. in the history of America. So is that enough that you want her her stench hanging around you if you're running? God, I wouldn't. Well, and the fact that nobody has ever asked the question, I wonder what Hillary Clinton thinks about this. <laughs> ever. Anyway. So have you have before we jump into that, uh, so remember that Travis Knight Fortnite or Travis Scott Fortnite concert thing that I showed you yeah, where it was yeah. the digital avatar of the the guy performing the concert and he was just kind of within a video game. Yes. Yes. So there has been talks uh, among some on the left that there are uh, people in Joe Biden circle are looking to do something similar 
to that for his rallies going forward. They, oh. they, yeah, that, that's what's uh-huh. up. So I've been saying this for years. You're the Democrats. You have these people on your side. How do you not have the coolest audio-visual presentations on planet Earth? So As opposed to what Biden's been rolling a out. A digital version of Joe Biden, probably younged up and smoothed out. Yeah. Gigantic. Yes. By doing a speech from within the Grand Canyon, yeah, right? Yeah. Like these sort of things. And I, 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 I was interested in it. It's unfortunate it's going to be wasted on him as a candidate. And, but and I like me, that as a, as a as a concept going. And forward. let me go ahead and uh, permit locations on my iPhone. Where am I? Oh, I'm in the second act of Idiocracy. <laughs> you got giant computerized <laughs> pro wrestler <Yeah>. Joe Biden <laughs> running for president. All right. So anyway, Hillary Clinton is appearing at a Joe Biden Zoom fundraiser this week, which will include a private Zoom clutch with Clinton for donors who give $41,100 or more. Yes. If you give $41,000, you get a private Zoom clutch. Can somebody tell me what a Zoom clutch is? Uh, I believe that's just kind of like... It's a, how you put your Zoom in gear. It's a direct, uh, just one-on-one. It's a grip and grin. It's quick grip and grin. But yes. it's Zoom. Yes. Hey, thank you yes. so much for your contribution. I, I wish you were president. <laughs> but what's, Me too. But what's the Click. Z- move. The Zoom version, though, is just like a personal. Oh, you get to sit there and look at her and, and say the, that same lame uh, I am very happy to meet you today. Thank you so much for supporting. Blah, blah. Yes. Via Zoom. I would not go. pay 41 cents for that. That's a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. I have lied. I would pay 41 cents for that. <laughs> I'd pay $41 so I could talk about it on the air, but sure. $41,000 for a Zoom class. That's a lot if you're going to actually meet her. Oh, That's yeah. That's a lot if you're going to have dinner with her. A Zoom get-together of some sort? Anyway. Um, Call me anytime. So uh, I saw a portion of this on Fox yesterday on Brett Baer's show. It was Bill Maher weighing in on the whole Joe Biden sex scandal thing. And so I thought we'd uh, grab it from his Friday night broadcast and play it for you. I don't even know what this is exactly. And Democrats are coalescing around the position that this accusation must be thoroughly vetted for the party to keep its credibility. Well, you know, credibility certainly is a problem for the party on this issue, mostly because they woke themselves into a corner when they adopted Believe Women as their slogan, when it should always have been take accusations seriously. Kirsten Gillibrand said of the Al Franken allegations, the women who came forward felt it was sexual harassment, so it was. That was never tenable, because believing everything doesn't make you noble, it makes you gullible, and leaves us with a world where Republicans don't care about this stuff, so it's just a unilateral weapon that is used only against Democrats. Trump rides the bus with Billy Bush. We throw Al Franken under it. <laughs> oh, I, I get it. That, that was edited a little too tight on Brett Baer on Special Report last night. Um, yeah, his point being, if every accusation is, is grouped together, including the super, you know, watered down, highly suspect Judge Kavanaugh expect, um, uh, accusations, then they all seem to be the same and Republicans are going to ignore them. Yeah, okay, now I get it. Regardless, you know, if you, you don't have to make it into a, a, he does, but you don't have to make it into an R versus D thing. It's no. just no way you can run a society. 
You can't run in a society with if you accuse somebody of something, it's true. Right. It's well, just it doesn't work. I mean, how it's as if we planned this deliberately and we didn't. But this is a perfect example of the stupid, stupidized, dumbed down, false choice thing that I was talking about with the coronavirus. You either believe women or you're a rapist, is what Kirsten Gillibrand was trying to tell us. What's the, are there people so just brainless? That that's the way they see the world? Not many. And now, well, as, as uh, Mara is pointing out to his own side, now you're going to reap what you've sown. You've tried to perpetuate this believe absolutely everything, no matter the craziness or the lack of evidence. I'll, I'll, you're doomed. I'll have to get to this column later. Somebody went through uh, specifically what Joe Biden was ad- did advocate for on college campuses, the specifics of it compared to what he did, and it's pretty good. We'll, we'll, oh, do, yeah. we'll, we'll do that later. It's, oh, yeah. um, Joe Biden is a villain of of uh, due process. And he has said he will bring uh, Trump got away with that on college campuses. Biden says he will bring it back. And if you used his own guidelines, he'd have to step down right now. Oh, he yeah. would have to. Oh, yeah. But uh, more Ask on that later. Ask any young college boy who, four weeks after an encounter, was told, uh, your, uh, your partner now says it was rape, and his jaw drops to the floor. Ask him about justice, old Uncle Joe. So we'll pay that off later at some point. Also, I've got the, uh, they did a survey. How much time the average adult will spend on a screen in their life for people that have grown up in the screen era? It's pretty shocking. Mm. And uh, yeah, we've been taking a look at that in our household. So I've been taking a look at that in my own self, your own life. Yeah, and you're not a child. No, I am not. You've been playing a lot of the Animal Crossing, have you, Joe? <laughs> no, <laughs> can't put down the Animal Crossing. You child. You know, I almost wish Apple just rags on me every week. They send me my screen time update and whether it's been up or down or whatever, but they don't differentiate between you know the various things I do. Yeah, I mean. If I'm, you know, going through things that I intend to talk about on the show and lining up articles and the rest of it, that's different than if I'm playing, you know, cribbage, which I like to play on my phone. Hmm. Um, so it's not that helpful. Wow, I no longer know how to play. Cri- no more know how to play cribbage than than something I don't it's know. An how to enjoyable do. game. Hmm. I don't know. I know what, I don't even. I, I don't even know where you start. Is there a ball and a stick? Or oh, it's a card game. It's, it's cards? card game. Yes. Oh, okay. There you go. See, you're on the road to fun with cribbage. <laughs> So I've got that screen time thing and a bunch of other stuff. Here's our text line, so you can join in. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This will be one of the first opportunities for Dr. Fauci to tell the American people the unvarnished truth without the president lurking over his shoulder. <laughs> Dr. Fauci, let it rip. That's just what? that is just freaking unbelievable. So uh, Dr. Fauci is going to I almost said testify, but that's not right. He's trying to make it sound like he's testifying, um, but uh, he's just going to answer questions. And Chuck Schumer Who's, who's an important man. He's one of the handful of most powerful people in America. Is the Senate minority leader making it sound like the lead guy in this whole pandemic thing is under the thumb of the president and hasn't been able to tell us the truth till now. Well, and as if he's physically afraid. 
He's he's cowering. He's a hostage. He's making a hostage video at every press conference. And it's only if he can get physically away from the president that he can speak his mind. Remember? And finally, he's able to. That is a narrative for children. Yeah. And, you know, Fauci shot back at that. It sounded a little annoyed a couple of weeks ago. If I was him, I'd come out really annoyed. I'd yeah. sound like Kavanaugh did in that hearing. Yes. <laughs> I want people to stop acting like I don't have the integrity to say what I think. I'll say what I think. I'm not scared of anybody. If the president said something that was completely out of line, I would say so. I'm 76 years old, and I'm at the head of my profession. Trust me, I have no craps to give. <laughs> exactly. I wish you would come out and say that. You know, Let her rip, Dr. Fauci. Let her rip. Here's, here's my uh, theory, of my operating theory of politics, and I hope this doesn't suck all the fun out of it, is that anybody with any understanding of policy has a pretty good idea how they're going to vote. And I mean, even like a, a, a decent kitchen table level understanding of what they think government ought to look like. And the only persuadables out there are the really dumb <laughs> or the really emotional people who are governed entirely by their feelings. Which so you is, think this whole show, most radio, cable news, newspapers, and everything, Schumer. everything is all is all playing for that persuadable, super dumb or emotional Yes, well, probably right. Yes, the, the seven Dummy. percent on every poll. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, and that's what we're all just fighting. We're fighting for them. But, but seriously, <laughs> Chuck Schumer is not a stupid man. No. Okay. That message was hilariously dumb. It was just ludicrous. Finally, Doctor Fauci can say what he wants without fear of the president lurking. Who believes that? Mm. How? How chuckle-headed would you have to be? Well, Chuck Schumer is a smart guy. He's aiming his message at who he wants to hear it. That is most of politics, frightening the most cattle-like of us into running one direction or the other. Moo! Or do you prefer, Mah! Let's not get hung up on our metaphors here, people. Um, uh, We all spend too much time staring at our phones for the most part. Not everybody. My parents don't. They don't have a smartphone. But uh, I do. My wife does. I love you, sweetheart. But let's admit it. Oh, yeah. we're, we're a little addicted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we all do. Um, so they did a study on how much people are spending on their on their smartphones and assuming that will continue uh, this way for a while. And I wouldn't see any reason why it won't. Uh, people growing up with screens the way my kids are will spend the equivalent of 34 years of their lives staring at screens. Mm. That oh. seems tragic. If 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 a person were to, back to no f- false choices for, for morons, if a person were to concede, all right, some of that 34 years, you said, mm-hmm. significant amount of that is probably perfectly uh, legitimate. I'll bet half the time I spent on the screen over the weekend was either reading books or newspaper articles or and magazine say, articles. Would anybody say that was a waste of their life? I don't think so. Nope. And let's say there's another 25% that is necessary communications with either your coworkers or people you love, the rest of it. In fact, it's staying in touch. You could even say it's, it's important, it's valuable. That brings us to approximately... Oh, what are the nine years of our lives utterly wasted with staring at our screen? My, Indefensible waste of time. The one I'm most ashamed of is uh, shopping for things I'm not even going to buy. 
Hmm. I don't know why I do that. That's a weird... I mean, I could potentially I buy them, but I'm endorph- probably not. Endorphins, like most smartphone things. That's why I do it, because I do the same thing. That's the one I'm most disappointed in myself about. Really? I catch myself hmm. doing that. I think, what, what, what is this? Is this what you want to do with your life? Hmm. Especially if, like, something else is going on. It's a nice day. Dogs are playing in the yard. Kids are swinging on the swing. This is what you want to do? Look at the price of something you're not even going to buy? Hmm. Or certainly don't need if you are? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, that disappoints me greatly. I'm shaming myself. Shame. Trying to make myself Shame. stop. Take off all your clothes. Shame. We're going to pelt you with garbage. I don't play games on my phone. So there's there's not a, there's not a lot of wasted time on my phone. On the other hand, to get back to my uh, thumbnail mathematics, if it were indeed eight or nine years, picture you got falsely accused of, I don't know, rapine or, or, or a terrible assault or something like that, and they found you guilty and sentenced you to, to the prison? You're in there for nine years. It would be a horrific injustice. Oh, yeah. That much of your time stolen from you. Yeah. And yet we, we do it to amuse ourselves. Uh, including to, me. D- to distract ourselves. Yeah. Yes. I'm not even sure it's to amuse ourselves. It's to distract ourselves from real life. If I look too closely at this next saying, it's probably going to crumble under its own weight. But I say it to myself to soothe myself uh, for, for my wasted time. Time spent doing something you enjoy is not time wasted. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Some is, some isn't, but it's not a terrible point. There are other things I would rather do, and I don't have the I don't have the self control to do them. Yeah, it's like hollow calories and good nutritious calories. There are other things you would enjoy very much that you know just require a little effort. Weak shame, shame on me. Shame and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Attention still running high on Monday as Musk tweeted, If anyone is arrested, I ask that it only be me. Hours later, Governor Gavin Newsom trying to defuse the situation. I have great expectations uh, that we can work through at the county level the issue with this particular county uh, and this company in the next number of days. Of course, California, one of 45 states that are beginning to ease restrictions. Now, most of these states have not yet met the White House's guidelines of and a 14 day. That is really interesting right there. So we are easing restrictions all across the country. Yeah. Kind of just because everybody's tired of it and has had enough. Well, and because the death toll hasn't been. You know, all that hasn't turned out to be enough to frighten us to continue to do it. But we haven't met the numbers that were laid out a long time ago for reopening. And people are just kind of saying, man, this this, this isn't a big deal as I thought. Let's go in baby steps and see how it goes. We'll we'll ramp up the testing. We're working on it. But let's uh, let's move forward. And Dr. Fauci, who's testifying right now, I got to quit saying testifying. That's not the right word. Uh, I don't think I get your word straight, Jack. I think they are. He's testifying before Congress, right? Yeah, when I hear testify, I always, uh, always assume there's somebody, somebody's being accused of something horrific. Old man Redfield, Dr. Robert Redfield's uh, jabbering now. He looks like he ought to be in a tree making cookies with elves. But, Rand Paul's quarantine beard is looking really good. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Fauci is going to say today, that he, or he's going to warn today of needless suffering and death if the country opens prematurely. I sure hope to hell we're not. I, I warn of needless suffering and death if we open too uh, slowly. So there. Well, just he's in charge of preventing COVID deaths. I'm in charge of, well, entertaining people in their cars. But uh, he has one concern 
a lot of the world has a different one. Mm. We will meet, we will balance those concerns, and we'll come up with a plan. But the idea that he is the one God that must be worshipped is ridiculous. Every once in a while, I get scared back to, oh, yeah, the virus, it's terrible, and nobody really understands it yet. Both of which are true. Yeah. Um, I go back to that a little bit. Uh, where where did I come across that? Oh, um, ba 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 ba. Hit you with this. This was from the dispatch yesterday. Our hypothesis is that COVID-19 begins as a respiratory virus and kills as a cardiovascular virus. Sudden kidney failure, pulmonary embolism, a loss of a sense of smell or taste, toxic shock syndrome, damaged blood vessels, skin rashes, an immune system run berserk, stroke. All these maladies and more have been occurring at highly elevated rates, yet distributed seemingly randomly among patients suffering from serious cases of COVID. This smorgasbord of symptoms brings home an unfortunate reality. Every once, even once we're through the current pandemic, many of its survivors may be grappling with its damage for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. While most COVID patients don't need ICU case uh, care, a troublingly high number of those who do end up um, uh, in the hospital uh, have kidney failure or profound neurological deficits they'll have for the rest of their lives. Nobody's been counting these numbers. Right. The people that are going to be on dialysis forever or their brains don't work anymore. Oof. Mine's kind of iffy as it is. Oh, yeah. Well, it seems to be. And they have no idea why it hits you this way and him that way. Well, the the, uh, the idea that they have why is it's an inflammation thing. It causes inflammation in blood vessels and all over the place. and Which if, then impacts people differently? Well, yeah, and if you inflame blood vessels, you get strokes and, and many strokes and many blockages of blood vessels. And you combine that with the cytokine storm that some people get where their immune system goes nuts and causes even more inflammation. Yeah, it manifests itself in different ways in different people hmm. for different for reasons that they're not 100% down with, but... That seems to be the current medical thinking, and the good news is now they're closer to understanding how it hurts you, and they can better treat it. Before, they were sticking a tube down your throat and intubating you, and 70 to 80% of the people they did that to croaked or croaked anyway. Now it turns out that the problem is is that you're not not getting oxygen it's that it's not going where it needs to go and you're you've got your arteries blocked up or, or whatever that's a gross oversimplification and meanwhile most of the people listening right now may have already had it and you're immune to you don't have to worry about it anymore it's possible yeah yeah it's just so many question marks but the uh, high rate of asymptomatic carrying and spread is just it's so mystifying Virtually nobody walks around with the regular flu feeling great. I hadn't thought about spreading it like a lunatic. Because there are a lot of numbers out there. Oh, by the way, pretty interesting. The numbers have dropped off so much just in the last couple of days. Um, uh, A week ago, we were at maybe what was turns out to be our peak. Twenty three hundred a week ago died in one day. Mm -hmm. Is seven hundred and thirty one day before yesterday and eight hundred and seventy one yesterday. It's dropped off a lot on the curve. Okay. So if it well, stays it. in that territory, that's fantastic. Right. But I, you know, you got the numbers of deaths, you got the number of cases, whatever that means. Um, but the number of people that are going to be on dialysis the rest of their lives, who, uh, who, whose brains have gone south on them, you mm. know, I haven't seen those numbers. No. Nobody's been keeping track of those. No, it's a good point. So a couple of things coming up. Number one, I found the really great little bit of writing about how we've become obsessed with safety in this country and how it factors into the coronavirus response. And also, prominent another prominent professor busted for being a Chinese lackey at best, spy at worst. Spy adjacent. Yes, yes. Is it at your alma mater? 
The team you'd be rooting for in the NCAA tournament if it existed, we'll tell you in a second. <laughs> Is that supposed to have more of an impact on people? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you, you hate to hear your alma mater is lousy with Chinese <laughs> spies. I assume they all are. They all are. <laughs> you blew the punchline, but yes, they are. Uh, so in an unsafe world, Simply Safe is great home security. And it's not expensive, and you don't have to pay for installation, and yet it's as effective as any security system you've ever heard of. In fact, U.S. News & World Report named Simply Safe best overall home security of 2020. The best! How do you like that? And you set it up yourself in under an hour. This isn't somebody comes out to your house and they do it. They're there for hours, drilling holes, breathing on you wetly, and uh, and drilling holes and all that. No, you order it online. You set it up in under an hour. Your home is protected twenty four seven with emergency dispatch for break ins, fire, and more. About fifty cents a day. No long contract. Some of these things you have to sign up for two years, and you might not like it or decide you can't afford it. That's not going to happen with Simply Safe. All the doorbell alerts and cameras and everything that you admire your neighbors having. Who go, dare? go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to indicate Armstrong and get a simply is spelled S I M P L I at the end. Hmm. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Sixty day risk free trial. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Who's at my door? You got the corona? Get away from my door. Well, and get your hands off my package or I'll whoop your ass. Huh? Huh? University of Arkansas professor, Razorbacks, arrested for fraud for hiding his secret ties to the Chinese government, even as he's asking for $5 million in grants from the U.S. government. University of Arkansas electrical engineering professor Simon Ang, arrested failed to disclose ties with the Chinese government and Chinese companies, which is a redundancy, really. There is no company that operates in China without the rubber stamp of the Chinese government. A press release from the FBI revealed Ang is alleged to have made materially false representations to NASA and the University of Arkansas. Didn't disclose his outside income. Uh, it's a very similar story to all of the other professors we've heard about it's got who to are be, on the take from the Chinese. It's got to be tough to be a Chinese professor at a college if you're not a Chinese spy. Because you got to feel yes. people looking at you. Well, right. And the truth is, tomorrow the Chinese government will call you and say, hey, we need you to do a little something. And you are absolutely on the hook. Unless you have... No friend, no no family members, no friends, certainly no spouse or kids or parents or anything back in China. I wonder how many professors that are from China, I don't mean you're of Chinese descent, grew up in Texas. Right. But you're from China. You're here, you know, moved your family here. I wonder how many aren't spies. Well, Since the Chinese government can get their hooks into you so easily. Right, exactly. And I almost hesitate. You might not want to be a spy. Right, exactly. I hesitate to use the word spy because that sounds like you're a professional intelligence agent or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas Microfish and whatnot. You, a lot of these guys, although they get paid. Got a camera in your shoe. Right. Well, he may have that, but I've got a camera on my phone now, so that's not that impressive. <laughs> um but, yeah, the Chinese government will reach out and touch you if you're a Chinese national living in the United States and ask you to do them a favor. And by favor, they mean you got to do this. So it's insidious. But you almost can't blame these Chinese professors for being on the take from the Chinese government when the freaking university they're working at is on the take from the Chinese government, taking money for these insidious Confucius Institutes. 
which are just unholy. It's as if we had Marxian institutes in the U.S., you know, in 1961. They march proudly. 62. They march proudly in my town's parade every, uh, our 4th of July parade, our uh, Memorial Day parade, every parade we have. Trying to normalize it. Yeah. yeah, an arm of the Chinese government spreading Chinese propaganda. And, of course, they're not stupid. They couple it with Chinese, uh, with Mandarin language uh, lessons and, and classes in Chinese history and culture and the Chinese rest of it. Chinese checkers. Right, exactly. A delightful game. I have not played Chinese checkers in 40 years. It's a fun game, as I recall. Can you still buy them? Oh, sure. My kids would like it. you got to get the Chinese checkers set. Yeah, that'd anyway, be fun. Where were we? Ah, indicting the Chinese Communist regime. Um, dur, duh, dee, what was I saying? Oh, uh, yeah, They so they coupled the spying with some legitimate instruction. But that's that, what you got to remember. When you grow up, kids is every good scam has a substantial element of truth. That's how they get you. Dang it, wake up! China's calling, and they want our freedom. Oh. China is asshole! Hey, Again, we- so simple, so eloquent, so truthful. China is asshole. Wow. Um- <laughs> <laughs> well, you can say ass, and if you're going to till your garden, you're going to use a hoe. So, Major League Baseball announced they're going to try to get in an 82-game season starting 4th of July. Yes, please, please. We forgot to mention soccer on ice, hockey, which I do not watch. I wish I had a stick right now. I would would so slash you. I believe that's a penalty. Yes. (laughs) Well, that would be fine. It'd be worth two minutes. (laughs) But, um, uh, you know, failed to mention that uh, the hockey's got a plan also... They are uh, they're going to come back with four hub teams. What kind of a plan is that? Really? Hub like hub hub teams? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what that means. I I took it to mean they're just going to take like the four most popular teams and have them play. So there's something going on. Am I wrong? Have everybody come to that? I don't know. I I don't know what that's all about. Hmm. Seems odd to me. I hmm. needn't explain. Soccer on ice. Somebody get a mounty on the line. Best place to slash somebody. That's hitting them with your stick. Hockey has the greatest penalties. Slashing, spearing. But slash somebody back of their calves. Because there's almost no no padding back there. There's very little, and it's hard to see, and it really hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Uh, The the, the league is hoping to resume play in four hub cities without fans at some point over the summer. So they'll pick four cities where they can play, but no fans. I, okay, I'm still unclear what I, that even means. I, I don't. But. I, just, I just. I have no idea how these sports are going to come off with no fans. I don't. I don't know if they'll still be fun to watch or not. I, I really don't know. It'll be so interesting for a while. But you might. I, I wonder. Carry I wonder if one quarter into an NBA game or what are they doing? Hockey. I don't know. Periods, periods. Jack. Three periods. Um, uh, They're you, Canadians. You decide, I don't know. There's something missing here. I'm not into this. Just that's possible. Yeah, it is possible because mm-hmm. the energy from a crowd. I mean, it's it's a real thing. You won't know until it's gone no. how much you loved it. So this this piece is so good about the bubble wrapped world. Americans in particular. You're asking about why we didn't respond to the 58 and 68 pandemics the way we are now. I think it's a pretty solid explanation. That and much much more to come. Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
We have got to get to this story from a Reddit board where people it's get try, good try, get, yeah. get advice for some. Nice reason. try, Granddad. Yeah, it, it's it's a subreddit, which okay. is essentially a, a a message board on Reddit. But they it's are a, it's a it's a it's a twenty something woman mm-hmm. who says my twenty something boyfriend keeps getting in fights with the cook at the Waffle House. <laughs> is this a red flag? <laughs> so we'll get into that later. Why? Yes, it is. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff to come on the show. <laughs> Not did keeps getting in fights with every time they go. Is it over the food or does yes. it give them? Okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so I I came across this piece. Actually, a friend sent it. <clears throat> Bubble wrapped Americans: How the U.S. became obsessed with physical and emotional safety. And I think this is to a large extent the answer to the question: Why, having had horrendous pandemics multiple times in the last century? We're behaving completely different this time, shutting down the economy in a way that's never been seen. Uh, part of it is probably the, the wild estimates that we might see a million people die in this country, two million people, whatever. Um, and that scared everybody. But I think more importantly, it gets to bubble-wrapped America and our obsession with safety. And I'm going to skip around a little bit just to hit you with some key phrases. But the simplest way to get any law passed in America, be it zoning or sweeping reform of the intelligence community, is to invoke a simple sentence. A child might get hurt. Almost no one's opposed to reasonable efforts at making the world safer, but the operating word here is reasonable. Gives a couple of examples and says, beyond the realm of legislation, culturally things like trigger warning and safe spaces that are trends in search of a kind of emotional safety, a purported right to never be disturbed or offended by anything. <clears throat> and it's it's beyond academia now and all over the place. And uh, this writer writes, why are American, Americans so obsessed with safety? What is the end game of those who would bubble wrap the world, both physically and emotionally? Perhaps most importantly, what can we do to turn back the tide and reclaim our culture of self-reliance, mental toughness, and giving one another the benefit of the doubt so that we don't bankrupt ourselves in the vain search for absolute security, as President Dwight D. Eisenhower warned us about? Well, that's a lot of the grown-up stuff. I also think we're making our all our children, include my, my own, I think we're making our children crazy. Yes. From the earliest moments of their life being convinced that everything is so dangerous. Right. Never permitting them to go on an adventure that could have a negative consequence, no matter how small. I, I would agree. He mentions two books published in 2018, both of which are brilliant. The Splintering of the American Mind by William Eggington, which focuses on the tendency of Americans to tunnel themselves into self-selected bubbles. And The Coddling of the American Mind by Greg Lukianoff and Jonathan Haidt, friends of the Armstrong and Getty Show which deals more with the tendency to avoid any uncomfortable or unpleasant information. And this is a rather long piece and fairly complex, super smart. We'll post it at armstrongandgetty.com for you in the next few minutes. But you combine the tendency to think nothing bad should ever happen. And if it does, it's if anything negative happens emotionally, physically, whatever, somebody should be sued or kicked out of a university or whatever, with, um, and there have been a couple of good books about this, the fact that we don't look to the afterlife for reward or that the reward for a life lived is, you know, as heavenly approval or whatever. We just want the longest life we can possibly have on Earth. And so we have this obsession with keeping ourselves safe and keeping ourselves alive. I'm a fan of keeping myself alive, by the way. I'm not against that. Um, but you have I also all... don't want to lose an eye or a finger. Well, right, right. But, you but com- nobody was before is the thing. 
Back when I was a little kid and people weren't acting like this, people weren't losing an eye or a finger very often either. Right, right. But then Neither again, were your children. I'm, I'm jumping around partly because of the pressures of time, but uh, the, the author asks, so what happened? If you were born 85 or so, your childhood was vastly different than those born after you. And he cites a couple of things. First, 1984, the missing child milk carton was introduced. Mm. America became obsessed with child abduction in response to several high-profile kidnappings. Um, and let's see, Amber Alert's code, Adam, uh, you know, one thing, oh, there he goes onto it, the 24-hour news cycle, Jack and I have pointed this out for years, and, and you probably know it already, the worst thing that happens, not just in America, but in the world, is put in front of you every single day, if you follow the news. First thing when you wake up. What's right. the worst thing one human being did to another animal or person or right. child on planet Earth. Tell me all about it. You have a child in Seattle. You will hear about a child abused, abducted, killed, whatever, in Miami. And our human defense mechanisms are animal... rural Italy. Well, right, yeah. Our, our animal need to protect ourselves and our, our offspring is triggered in a way that is utterly unnecessary. Look around you. That's how safe you are. Don't look to a single child in rural Italy. And so, yeah, it's all come together into the stew of obsession with safety. That's interesting stuff. I think we are tasting its bitter fruits. Armstrong and Getty.